0: Bidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction, flying under the radar, and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Jonah, hello, and welcome to Liberty Now, recording from the almost live studios in New Zealand at Liberty Now headquarters. How's it going out there? Uh, Today I am talking with a good friend of mine, a fellow expat. Are are we expats, Jeff?
1: Uh, Maybe we're just pats. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, we've been in New Zealand for a while, Jeff, you longer than I. And uh, we were catching up uh, a little while ago um, because you have moved. I'm still down uh, sort of south of Christchurch and you moved away from us.
1: Indeed. I did. I left the mainland for, uh, for Northern Territory. <laughs> yeah.
0: How are things up there?
1: Yeah. Well, everything's treating us pretty well as a Fano, as a family. Having, yep. a, having a blustery um, gray day today out there. But yeah, Taranaki has, uh, has, uh, has been the winner of the Sunshine Hours Award, uh, which is really unusual for this part of the world. Since oh, really? Being, being on the wild west coast up here. <laughs> There's, there's been uh, shifts of um, we've had really nice weather so
0: yeah oh. it's been lovely how nice yeah. for you <laughs> yeah exactly we've been uh, we've been getting actually a decent late summer uh, we used to call it Indian summer back in Spokane but it's been um, yeah sort of making up for the the pretty rainy summer we had had <clears throat> now we're getting into uh, fall heading towards winter and uh, it's looking like it today so gray rainy day. Good to be inside
1: and uh, really good to be talking to you Jeff. Well it's nice to see you. Like you know we, we've had a couple of chats and a couple of um, what are we telegram or signaling or whatever the app de jour is. Yeah um, yeah but it's That's, nice to see your face. Yeah yeah you as well. Yeah you know, so so um, also for posterity just uh, John and I used to train uh, uh, Kung Fu together down when I was living down in, in Christchurch. Yes. And so we would see each other on a, on a better than weekly basis for a, a while there, getting together with our our uh, our offspring and and uh, doing mm-hmm. some good hard, hard yards in the gym.
0: Yeah, a lot of fun. And I, I have to say, I've probably told you this before too, that some of the training we were doing in that particular class was harder than some of the training we did in Navy dive school boot camp. Uh, i it was <laughs> it's pretty hard. Maybe it's just because I'm really old now. But
1: uh, oh, I, I think we had a we had a taskmaster who was you know he figured if he could do things at the age of 80 or 83, whatever he was at the end there, um that we should be able to do them without whinging. So not not a young man, no.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely hard as nails that guy, seafood. Yeah, you the, you said something. I, I, are, I was just gonna say uh, something about uh, you. You had mentioned like. Signal and Telegram and, you know, all the apps we use to communicate. And it gets a little frustrating because, you know, I you tend to miss messages when you have so many means of communication, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, it used to be just like I had a telephone number that, and the phone was stuck to the wall. And that's where I got my info. And then we got, you know, voicemail recording machines. Um, so you could check your messages if you weren't there. And then with the era of the smartphone uh and the internet now Actually, we've got...
1: before before the smartphone we had pagers oh yeah yeah i don't i don't know if you remember that but yeah when, oh i do and, um, I, I had a job that we were kind of on call 724 and so we had the pager and i tell my kids about this and they kind of look at me a bit cockeyed like what what's a so pager? you know you, you'd get it you'd get a page which is basically at the time it was just a numeric phone number
0: right, right. someone's
1: trying to get a hold of you and, uh, and if you were out on the road, you had to pull off the road and find a payphone, right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and make a call to say, Hey, it's, I got your page. What's up?
0: You yeah. Know? So and there's these, a lot of younger listeners who are going to be like, what? That's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I,
0: I remember the first time I had a pager for work, I'd forgotten all about it. I wasn't used to wearing one and I had it on vibrate. And, uh, you know, in the middle of work, I was on the phone and somebody had uh, paged me and it started buzzing and vibrating and i thought there was a bee trying to get at my waistline i was like jumped up out of my chair and i'm slapping at my waist and looking down and like oh it's the pager
1: <laughs> so, yeah I we all like have stories
0: fool. and uh, then
1: then then we started getting uh, the the mobile phones which didn't do all that much at the beginning and then they did a lot and then they did too much and now we all uh, succumb and consent to being tracked. All of our moves and all of our conversations and
0: yeah and,
1: uh, I, and everything. Yeah, just I, just warming I, up for the chipping, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know that's why I've been advocating for things like the the uh, screen free Sunday. I'm going to do another message about that. Try to get everybody to start doing that at least once a month, like the first Sunday of the month, just. No internet, no screen time, no TV, no smartphones, no nothing, you know, just get outside, hang out with the friends and family, get into nature, you know, learn a new skill, play board games, you know, just like life was like, you know, 30 years ago, but yeah, uh, I've, I've,
1: uh, I've actually got in the habit of uh, when I'm going to do something, I ask myself, do I really need my phone? And so I'm nice. finding more and more op- opportunities that I can just leave it behind and, and uh, just that sense of freedom to know that my phone's there hanging out and I'm doing what I'm doing and nobody knows anything about that. And that's kind of that little taste of freedom almost. Yeah. Once you you get used to, once you understand the data that's being collected by you carrying it around and doing everything with it. um, Yeah. You start to get those little tastes of what, what it might be like to go back to those days where you're a bit free and, and unencumbered, you know, and you right. have a bit of privacy.
0: And I'm, I'm not a Luddite per se, I'm not like anti-technology, I'm just anti what's no. being done with it by the, the powers that really control it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, we, we just need to exercise a little more control over our own lives and not be beholden to these little minders. It's pretty crazy. Just talking about the whole technology thing and, and so many sources of input and information, I was counting up the inboxes that I have in my life. You know, there's the several email addresses that I have. There's uh, text messages. There's the several apps that I have to communicate. But through all the emails and phone numbers and texting and everything, I counted up at least 17 inboxes. Where somebody could potentially get a hold of me. How are we supposed to keep track of all that? How is it that we don't miss more messages and communications?
1: It's probably that addiction that uh, you know that programming we all have that uh, that uh, that keeps us going back back to the well. You know, it's like, oh, I wonder if anyone's trying to get me here. To, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Back to your back to your seventeen. What a what a great auspicious number that is. Um, yeah. you know, it's one of the, it's one of the most essential, uh, prime numbers of our time. And, you know, we can get uh, into a cult, a cult, uh, occult meanings and things like that. And the whole QAnon phenomenon and the 17th letter of the alphabet and lots, lots of cool stuff about that. I'm afraid to count mine. Um, <laughs> I, 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 most, most of mine though, I've like, just let so much stuff go and I just, I really don't check. Um, and things have come and gone in my life. I'll, I'll be with a group that's uh, doing something and they're using messenger for this or they're using WhatsApp for that. And then when my work finishes with that group, um, I'm, it's like not even on my radar anymore. It's just that, yeah. way, it, it was, uh, it was purpose specific, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm guilty like you, several, several email accounts on, on Google, several, uh, proton mail accounts under the, the guise that it's secure. Right. Um, Communicate with my, I have a current group that I'm doing study and work with that uses something called Keybase. Um, yeah, Signal, Telegram.
0: Yeah, I, I do just... think we need to be conscious of and aware of our <laughs> privacy and and the need for it. I know people that have Alexa or Siri in their home, their little automated <laughs> connection to the internet, their little personal assistants. And they do not realize or don't appreciate the importance of privacy. And they don't realize that those things are, be, are recording every sound, every conversation, and also pulling um, you know keywords to categorize you into different uh, areas in their databases. Um, and we've seen some court cases come up where uh, local authorities had uh, subpoenaed the records of one Alexa user. Now this was you know, in, in uh, pursuit of solving a crime. And they did find that the murderer was caught because they caught everything on his Alexa system in his home. So you can, you can see how it would be useful for law enforcement, right? But um, it's being collected and stored on everybody at all times. I think people need to appreciate that uh you know they they need their privacy you know if you want to be a a sovereign citizen and not um constantly monitored by the nanny state you need to get rid of those little conveniences
1: and those are just the obvious ones because really it's, it's, it's the metadata that's uh that's being collected it's the fact that they could turn on um cameras and and um and, and Mike's, like your phone could be completely off and, and it still could be recording you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, so
1: definitely, the, the more you do on your phone and the more you carry it with you, the more information you're consenting, you're, give, you're giving away information to the point that, uh, that people who are at the other end who are purchasing that metadata, uh, they know you better than you do because they're, <laughs> they're consciously looking at it and they can, they can predictively program um, what your next move is going to be, what you're going to want in two days, you know, just, just from the patterns that, that are uh, analyzed through the AI. And that's going on all the time. And we've all consented to it. Every time you, you know, the big, the big long screen, do you, do you accept our terms and conditions and nobody bothers you? Nobody reads all it, that. Yeah. You know? and, no, and yeah, yeah, I, I do it. Let me just use the damn app. And, um, yep. you know, you're just, every time you do that, you're entering into a, a, a consensual contract. And, uh, and you're not being a sovereign, you're being a citizen. So we can talk about semantics, sovereign right. and citizen don't belong in the same sentence. That's, a, that's, that's oh, what we call it. Ox- yeah. That's an oxymoron, you know, a citizen is, is, uh, is, is under the civil, uh, the civil law structure. Mm-hmm. And so if you're there, then you're not uh, a free sovereign being living on the land, you're part of a, you're part of a civil law and commerce, and right. you're owned, you're owned completely. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Jeff, that's a perfect segue into the thing that I really wanted to talk to you today about, um, because this is a, something that I've been looking into as well. I've got a lot to learn. Um, I'm still on the fence as to you know whether how much I'm, I'm willing to dedicate to this or not. But you have started to go uh, down the path of, of uh, becoming sovereign yourself, a living man under common law. This is something I think more and more of us are starting to hear about and people are getting interested in. The more they see these intrusions from government and um, their violations of our constitutional human rights and, and uh, outright violations of human rights, um, for example, with the Nuremberg Code is, is the first one that comes to mind with these, um, they call them vaccine mandates, but the, these shots, these mRNA shots that are being forced on a lot of the population or people are being coerced into are not vaccines, they are medical technology, which does have the ability to alter your uh, genetic code, despite the claims that it doesn't. We are getting more interest now in uh, wanting to sort of opt out of that system. So tell me a little bit about your background, how you became interested in this and and your journey into common, what is common law?
1: Well, I guess, so I'll start off by saying that I'm actually not on a common law. Uh, <laughs> journey. It's, uh, there, there's so many different law forms out there. It's hard to really keep track. And, and so in a general sense, I could understand why people would say, oh, you're, you're going a common law route okay. um, with this. But so I, I actually have a legal background from decades and decades ago, and I've re- repurposed and retrained myself into um, a different field that suits me. And, and, and that's the work that I do now. Uh, but I, I, have always had a, a bit of an interest in, in law and law form, that sort of thing. And, uh, like, like the rest of everybody, I was, I was pretty well asleep, just, um, you know, just head down, doing my thing, taking care of my family, um, working, paying the bills, not really thinking about the bigger picture for a lot of it, doing good, you know, contributing to, uh, to my community, the people who I can have an immediate effect on. And and that's the kind of life I was living. Um, and really, I guess my wake up point was the whole uh, that that whole first lockdown um, with COVID back in March 2020. And it had been on my radar a bit. Look, I've been um, what most people would call a conspiracy theorist fan uh, since before i came to new zealand which was 2005 2006 uh-huh. um, and i followed you know various people I, i've never stopped uh, i've dropped a lot of my information sources in favor of other ones as my we'll call it my discernment got more refined yes um and and so i i kind of evolved but it's always been part of my background but but just that more more out of um i'm curious i like to uh I can hear what's in front of me. That everybody's watching on the news and seeing on the big screen in the movies and everything that's being pitched at us, 24/7. And so I always had an interest in, well, you know, how how about what else is there? What what are they not telling us? And what are other people on this uh, on this this mission to to find truth? Let's call it. uh, What are they coming up with? So that's always been in my background. And so I knew about what was coming with COVID. Probably the end of. you know, 2019, and uh, just, just right. through some of those channels, uh, maybe even before that, come to think of it, but I, I didn't make much of it, because a lot of stuff is, is also available, in, uh, it's a bit cryptic, so you, you really have to think about things from a I don't know the the view from the moon instead of the view from the earth.
0: Totally, yeah. Once you have that wider view, that fifty thousand foot perspective. Yeah, yeah. Things, the pieces of the puzzle really do start to come together. It's we're we're constantly being distracted or sidetracked by these you know small issues that are part of of that, but they're we're debating about whether or not it's true rather than you know what's the cause of of this event.
1: And, but that debate uh, is important and and it, that it you is know, bring, we can now fast forward to the to the the fact that the the debate has been canceled right it's been it's been silenced through through censorship and uh, and one group uh of of social media uh icons or maggots however you want to look at them <laughs> that have basically silenced the debate you yeah. know and, and and uh and taken certain topics um off off the board completely Uh, You talk about it, you get, you get the person, but, but so to go back to um, it was really that first lockdown for me that, okay, that was probably, if I was going to say there's a line in the sand somewhere for me, it was like, wait a minute, you, you are going to tell me I can't go to work and support my family. Right. And so that was, that was the uh, probably the big wake up for me that, okay, um, I'm going to not get angry. I am going to be solutions focused. And that's when I started my search. And I, I actually did start with a common law search. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also looked. so here in New Zealand, we have uh, an indigenous government, which predates the corporate New Zealand government. right? Um, and it predates the Treaty of Waitangi, which is 1841 here. So there is something called, Hey, Fakaputanga, and the Waka Menenga Maori government. And I had heard that they had a health council. So I work in the health field. And I could see the writing on the wall that I wasn't gonna be able to help people in the way that I helped them unless I would succumb to, to their job. And so being solutions focused, I, I just, I started this search and I was on this path. And, uh, and through my path uh, of learning through what was available through the Waka Menenga Maori government, um, I came across a person who introduced me to, um, to Gemstone University and, uh, and uh, the Davida Private Society, Kingdom of David, Proclamation of Peace. There's a number of websites you can go to uh, to find out about this and- But they're not uh, common law. I, well, I would say they're not common law. They, they likewise, the, the guy, uh, there's a couple who are the founders of this, uh, the society in the U.S., by the way, is called Pantera de Oro, Private yes, Society and Private Contract Association. And, um, and the couple that formed, they, they've been at this for two decades, and they actually came at it through the common law and have extensive training in common law and commerce and UCC uh, law uh, and studied with a lot of people, most of whom, you know, ended up going to prison at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. And their search led them to the next level of understanding, which is if you're in common law or commerce law or UCC, when so many people are, are going this route. You are you're still at battle, and if you're at battle and you're on the battlefield, then you're playing uh, with their rules because they make all the rules on the battlefield, and that's when when you say they
0: we're talking about yeah. the established government of any given country, right? That. Yeah, well, the
1: established law. governments of almost every country are, are corporations or they're sub-corporations right. of, of United States Incorporated.
0: And so we're talking about a, the, the difference between what, what we might call government law and uh, a higher law.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so some natural law, higher law, law of equity. Um, so if you look up uh, law of equity or, or the, the maxims of equity it gives you a sense of of a law form that's more based on um, equity, what's fair, mutual benefit, doing things not for profit at the cost, at the expense of others, but uh, and and not doing things through scarcity and fear, but doing things as as, uh, um, honoring the fact that we're all uh, individuated um, manifestations of creation what you know if you call it god or whatever your your path is um it's not separate from us you know this is we're, we're each a, a individual manis- manifestation of uh, of creation we have the power to create and um, right. and there's rules around that ability to create as well and those rules um have to do with natural law and the law of equity really right and so, so that might so differ are, from yeah.
0: from those people who uh, would say, you know, they they might sound like they're agreeing with you. like we need anarchy. We need to get rid of the establishment. We don't need any government, but but this is still about uh, some kind of law, right? but it's but it's natural law, as opposed to anarchy.
1: It's definitely not anarchy, yeah. Um, and and it's definitely um, not going to battle, going in opposition against the corporate establishment, corporate governments, the bankrupt um, franchises that they are. Um, it, it's allowing them to, to uh, do what they're doing. And and look, all of us has, have consented to play their game. Not, most of us don't right. think about it in those terms and we don't realize it, but we've all consented to it. And so- That's, what, um, yeah, that's the key. What, what, what Pantera and DaVita- kingdom of David, proclamation of peace, it's, it's all one amalgamation. But uh, the, the goal of this is to raise everyone's awareness, give them, give them a, a historic and esoteric understanding, going back to pre-Babylonian times, as to how we got to where we are, why we're here, a basic understanding as to where we fit in this, and how uh, how we can move forward. You know, Right now, we're all lost at sea, which is why we're, we're governed and we're consented to be governed under Admiralty and Commerce Law. And so the goal of these is to um, step into your living beingness and uh, separating yourself from your fictitious uh, character that is part of that system. Right. Creating, uh, creating estates in the private, doing what's called a status correction, and and involved in that is is uh, is finding all of your uh, contractual obligations, commitments, and going to peace with them. You know, uh, finding ways to rescind, revoke the contract, terminate the relationship, make good on it um, by accepting and but transferring the. The balance sheet there there's there's a uh, there's a metaphysical aspect and there's also a uh like a monetary aspect you know from the day we're all born uh where they say you're worth your weight in gold right well there's uh you know you, you you have a birth certificate and and that's your parents registering you giving you away to the state and then being blessed with the obligation of getting to to raise you but really you're already the property of the state
0: Right. And And so what you're learning is that that we have a a choice in all this, that we can choose to engage with, um, I guess, what we've been signed on to through our birth certificate from from day one and participating in this corporate uh, governance governance. But there is a higher law that supersedes that, that that is above that natural law and so what you've been learning about is, is how to sort of step out of that, um, not just metaphysically, but there are like um, hard legal practical steps you can take to um, make sure that you're recognized as sovereign. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's the short answer, but, <laughs> but not, not, not legal within the, the, uh, you know, the system that, that they recognize not yet, yeah, not uh, within in, their yeah, system, but under, under, uh, the law of commerce, but they do um, have to but, but it is recognized because, because it is a higher, uh, it is a higher law. Correct. And that's the key, the key of, you know, you mentioned kingdom of David to people and, and they get a bit like, Oh, is this like a religious thing? And, uh, right. it really, it's a jurisdictional thing. And, and when you start to do the study, you, you get an idea of, of where everything fits, uh, into that, in order to uh, have the tools to um, un- unhinge yourself from that system, um, you need to do something that's within their playbook. And, and that's where this, this idea of, of uh, well, not the idea, but the actual um, kingdom of David comes in as a higher jurisdiction than the jurisdiction of uh, of the Pope and 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 you know the city of London and Washington D.C. and and these three right. main centers that underwrite and, and own everything, including all of us. Right. So yeah. Tell us
0: a little bit about some of these tools um, that you've been learning about and steps you've taken to become uh, more sovereign, I guess, or more independent.
1: Yeah. So my starting place. I'm first of all, I'm I'm at the very beginning of my journey, John. Um, I have, uh, I had joined up with um, I, the DeVita Private Society and, and through the learning I did there, uh, was able to um, create, follow templates and create documentation along with my wife um, that included a mandate of non-consent, um, a writ of habeas corpus and a writ of prohibitio, which are three um, legal documents that are then served on any of the government actors who could interfere with, say, my ability to go to work uh, or my uh, having to succumb to take a jab or any medication that I don't want to take. Um, right. So that's that's the key of the, 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 that mandate of non-consent and the two writs, which uh, claim a higher jurisdiction and take, take the dispute if they have one with you out of their jurisdiction and into an ecclesiastical court, which is part of the private societies, which is in the private. So that was kind of the first step of our journey is to go through the process of creating those documents, serving them on our public actors. And, and just um, you know, having uh, that ability when people tried to give a fine or tried to come knocking Uh, You know, we could say, Oh, look, this is what you're offering me is it's it's commercial business. I only do commercial business by by mail. Here's my address care of the kingdom of David, please put it in writing, send it to me. And that that creates um, tools to then shift the burden of having to fulfill the obligation of paying the COVID fine, or taking the jab to the people who are serving it on you. It has to do with, you know, I mentioned the state structure class and it has to do with the states. And there's in estates there's there's you know grantors and there's trustees and beneficiaries and there's always multiple parties and uh, and there's ways to within their rules set things up and set things in motion to trade places like they're looking at you as the trustee you are the uh, you're the surety for the uh, the obligation that your fictitious identi- identity. Um, has so say, uh, you know, the government can't control you as a living being. They can only control your identity on paper.
0: Right. right?
1: So you you right. have to find ways that they can understand to uh, to manipulate the situation in a way that uh, that you basically um, extricate yourself from that particular fine. Let someone, the person who gave it to you, step into your shoes, and then you give them permission to accept and settle out of what's called your SETI-KV, which is that uh, this is where it gets a bit complicated, but it goes back yeah, to you're worth your weight in gold. We all have, we all have this, um, this off-the-book off the account, and bonds are written on that account and traded among the elite to generate money, um, and so that there are these accounts that are worth billions or trillions of dollars. Now, you can't get a hold of that and, and make it yours, but for purposes of settlement and acceptance, uh, you can. And there's just certain rules you need to follow. And so, so that's what the, the, um, the DeVita Society gave to me. I delved a bit deeper um, in my learning. I read a, a document. Donovan, did I send you the gemstone document?
0: Uh, no, but we can include no. that in the show notes. Um, is that a PDF you know, we can share?
1: Yeah, because I'm able to. Uh, some of the stuff that I get is is um, you have to be signed on with the because it's a private society. So a lot of the education is is uh, is technical and it's kept within the private. Yeah, there um, is a there lot are to learn. Things, here, huh? There are, there are certain things that are available for um for distribution, and so this document, I'll I'll send you um I'll send you the document actually. Okay. you can have a link to it on your website. But the other thing is uh, they have a um, a YouTube channel, Gemstone University YouTube channel. And, and that part of it is open to the public. So people can actually nice. go there, go to Gemstone University. Um, what you're gonna find is like hundreds or thousands of hours of of information. And it's just about organizing it. You can find uh, there's a series of, of talks, of lectures, some are short, some are long. Uh, you can even find this document uh, in an audio book form so oh, excellent. Are that's reading. really
0: handy for those of us who have to commute and don't have yeah. much yeah. free time yeah. just listen uh while you're driving yeah um so, so in the short time that we have and left and then, Jeff, we just got a couple minutes left yeah um w- what are the what would be the starting point for uh somebody would you say go to the gemstone university uh to start learning more about this or
1: i'd say uh that's a great place to start uh, i started um one of the places i started was there's a 13 part interview series between uh, kenneth scott who is one of the founders of pantera and a guy named uh, sean mcguire and it's his his show was called out of the bag but it's on the gemstone university um so that's 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 a good one if you go to uh i think it's uh proclamation of is a website okay. if you go to that there'll be, a, there'll be a series of maybe uh six or eight uh videos where Ken is doing a bit of an overview for people, letting them know what, what, uh, how they're in bondage and, and, uh, and the strategy to get out by going to peace, by going within healing yourself, healing those around you. Um, And if it resonates with you, you you can take it from there. You can sign up with Davida. If you want to take it to the next level, you can have a look at Pantera De Oro and sign up with them. And every, every time you, you join and, and all these things are free, by the way. Uh, and, and by joining, it just, it just will, um, give you the opportunity to participate in a group, uh, that's on a specific trajectory. And there's lots of, of, uh, learning and tools available for you to just keep improving yourself, uh, so that you can help others around you. Yeah. So, and one of the differences between these organizations and say people who go the common law route is typically common law people. It's not a complete solution. Number one, right. uh, in that they don't fully extricate themselves from from their contractual obligations you know they separate okay. themselves from their name and their birth certificate, but they don't actually go to the next level and and, and uh, you have to become solvent. you know we're all insolvent using banking terms and you right. have to become solvent in order to be sovereign and to be standing on the land. If there's any debt, Owed that you're responsible for, then you're at sea in commerce still. Right. So yeah. Um yeah, so, so, so really the, the difference though is, is com, common law. People people would work to get themselves out of the system. And then, you know, what do they have? They're kind of on their own. Uh maybe they're they've uh, you know got a house and done a melodial title, and but they're not really or they're living in a truck somewhere, you know, they're free. Yeah. Right, in that, in that in they're sense. Out of the system, but it's, it's quite limiting. And, and the, the difference is what Pantera and Davida are after is getting like-minded people together who are willing to educate themselves, who want to take it to the next level, join that collective intention to express the strength and the power of co-creation that we have within us to actually reach out and create a new world, not a new world yeah. order, a new world right you know, that, that's a beautiful world that's based definitely. on equity that's based on mutual benefit that looks after everybody that looks after the planet and if enough of us get on board and have that broader vision of not just i want to get myself out of the system but how can we create something beautiful together then it's a good path for people to explore
0: yeah i think it's definitely worth looking into and for anybody that wants to learn more about this um, I'll provide some links on the website at libertynow.com. And uh, Jeff, is there if anybody has questions for you specifically about your journey, uh, would it be okay for them to contact you?
1: <laughs> Let's see, which contact would I give out? I know,
0: which of 27 <laughs> inboxes. <laughs> or or um, they can uh, uh, just email me at john at libertynow.com, and I can always send those along and uh if you have any suggestions or uh, things you'd like to see or questions about any of the topics that we've been discussing on liberty now please do send me a drop me a line just go to libertynow.com or email me at john at libertynow.com, and i'll look forward to hearing from you also i wanted to say thank you to all the folks who have donated to this podcast to help keep it going it's um, obviously not free to uh, pay all the uh, for the uh, servers and uh, domains and all those things. So I appreciate all the help. Until next time, this is John Verd signing off with LibertyNow.com. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Sure, Thank John. It was a pleasure.